sitting with Norm Macdonald. And now, not all your material comes uh, from the, from the news. Is that right? You know, no. You, some you, of my material comes. My strongest material comes from real life. Real life? Like, for instance, today I was driving in a, a car. Mm -hmm. You were kind enough to bring a car to bring this old chunk of coal here to the studio. <laughs> we, send, we send cars for our guests, yes. Yeah, so I got in it, and that's, I, you know, I get material that way. So my driver, What do you mean? What, 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 how do you get material that way? You get in the car, and what happens? Uh, my driver tells me a joke. <laughs> <laughs> the driver we said to pick you up told you a joke. Yeah. And you're going to tell it now on the show. Yeah, that's how I get a lot of my material. <laughs> okay. Why don't we just have him on next time? Uh, that guy. You, yeah, that guy. Oh, wait till you hear me do it. <laughs> so the guy, he goes, uh, uh -huh. he, uh, I say, uh, I'll be the guy. Okay. Uh, a moth. <laughs> a moth goes into a podiatrist's office. A moth goes into a podiatrist's office. Right. You are correct. <laughs> a moth goes into a podiatrist's office, mm -hmm. and uh, the podiatrist's office says, what's the problem? And the moth says, what's the problem? Where do I begin, man? He goes, I go to work for uh, Gregory Olinovich, and uh, all day long I work. Honestly, Doc, I don't even know what I'm doing anymore. I don't even know if Gregory Olinovich knows. He only knows that he has power over me, and that seems to bring him happiness. But I don't know. I wake up in a malaise, and I, I walk here and there. And the podiatrist says, oh, yeah? And the moth goes, yes. And he goes, uh, at night, I, I sometimes wake up, and I turn to some old lady in my bed that's on my arm. A lady that I once loved, Doc. I don't know where to turn to. My youngest, Alexandria. She, she fell in the, in, the, in the cold of last year. Mm -hmm. The cold took her down, as it did many of us. <laughs> and my other boy. <laughs> and this is the hardest pill to swallow, Doc. My other boy. Gregario <laughs> Ivanilitovich. I no longer love him. As much as it pains me to say, when I look in his eyes, all I see is the same cowardice that I, that I catch when I take a glimpse of my own face in the mirror. If only the cowardice was stronger, then perhaps... Perhaps I could bring myself to reach over to that cocked and loaded gun that lays on the bedside behind me. And in this hellish facade once How long a all, drive was this? <laughs> do you live in the valley? Where do you live? Please, sorry. He says, Doc. Sometimes I feel like a spider, even though I'm a moth just barely hanging on to my web with an everlasting fire underneath me. I'm not feeling good. And so the, moth, the, the doctor says, Moth, man, you're troubled. But you should be seeing a psychiatrist. Why on earth did you come here? And then the moth said, because the light was on.
boys and girls, children of all ages. Tonight, D-Generation X proudly brings to you the greatest show on earth. And that's the bottom line, because Stone Cold said so. Joe Black, Chris Mindell, the Sons of Slam podcast. I will freely admit that I am a huge SNL fan, even as a kid, and I never really got him until I was older, and I greatly appreciate what he gave us, and uh, Norm passed away this week at the age of 61 from cancer, and I just wanted to play that because that was... I heard I heard people talking about the moth joke, and uh, I, I just that that just him. It was just very funny that he just kept droning on and on and on just to get to the punchline. And uh, yeah, that was that was Norm. Yeah, he was probably one of the last uh, straight-faced comedians that was just that good at what he does. Yeah, yeah, it was <laughs> it was very funny, and he will be missed. Uh, Gone at the age of sixty-one, so that was that. That was my Damn, my favorite piece. He young, yeah. And secret, secretly went through that battle. Uh, didn't tell anybody, and for nine years, he went through that know. that nonsense. And so, rest in peace to Norm Macdonald. I wanted to play that because I just found that hysterically funny. Uh, welcome everybody to Sons of Slam show. My name is Chris Mindell. This is the Reaper, Mister Joe Black. How are you, guy? I am still buzzing from from last Wednesday. But just a quick uh, thing about Norm. In a stunning turn of events, Norm McDonald's cancer also died with him. Yes, after that's... after a nine a nine year long battle that he lost. Is that what he he said that he he had said that years ago that I'm going to butcher it, but it, it goes along the lines of when you get cancer and you die from cancer, it's not you dying from cancer; it's the cancer dying. Mm-hmm. It just so happened to coincide that you also died. <laughs> it was something along those lines. I butchered it, but I just needed to get that off my chest. I thought that was one of his, one of his greatest jokes slash hit pieces. I guess you would call it. Yeah, uh, gone too soon. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, Shout out Ted Ferguson. <laughs> Shout out to Ted Ferguson. Uh, Turd Ferguson. Turd Ferguson. Turd Ferguson. Yeah, Jeopardy. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, reeling from Wednesday. That was a that was an experience, especially for you, since, since we just popped your cherry. Congratulations on that. That was thank you, thank you. Guys, Twenty, 20 some odd years applause, in the making. Hold the applause. Nah. Twenty twenty seven years old. First what the hell? First live. Uh, Should be ashamed of yourself. First live wrestling event. Absolutely ashamed. Technically not first live, but first, first like for real live. You, you got it. Yeah, yeah. First one that wasn't in a gymnasium. Major events live. Yeah, um, I, I will say that uh, if for everybody. Uh, listening, we we did go to uh, AEW Dynamite at the uh, Prudential Center, and um, I I was I was gleefully uh, uh, just I was just happy for you because li- sitting next to you, first of all, sitting between you and Steven was was a uh, a chore. In- Rock in a hard place, <laughs> man. <laughs> it was like a re- reverse Oreo. It was just uh, uh, two, three, three large guys, but two larger guys. Sandwiching uh, a medium large guy, and uh, yeah, those seats at the Prudential were not conducive to that uh, at all. No, 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 no. And no, Stephen no, no. not having the best of experiences with the guy sitting next to him, uh, just being all kinds of stinky. 
Um, yeah, he was stinky. He was also rather large, rather larger than than all of us. <laughs> and, but but he, he took up his space. He he paid that ticket, and he was like, "I'm gonna I'm gonna take up all this real estate I can." I did the same thing. Man, However, man I spread. respect that guy's macho man mask. <laughs> I'll tell you that. <laughs> that you know what? That I, thing was awesome. That was awesome. He had a uh, he had a, he had a mask on uh, that uh, yeah had the bottom half of Macho Man's face. Yeah, that was that was really good. Yeah, it was he, a he, quarter of the glasses yes, down to the beard. Down to the beard. It was it was very cool. But uh, yeah, he manspread. Man, he was just like um, I I got. He goes like I have a COVID gut, and Stephen's like it's all good. It, even though it wasn't, <laughs> he he hid the pain well. Stephen did. Uh, and I felt he can't that. once once the other guys left next to us, we were able to, to spread our wings a little bit. Could for not the move. rampage taping. Could not move. We won't quickly. go into spoilers. Right. You know, we'll save that for next week. I'm just letting you know if you hear someone screaming Anna, it was me. <laughs> Which, funny enough, Hungy uh, uh, basically. I don't know if we saw the. They didn't show that that promo on uh, live. The the, uh, the they dark did. order. Did we? They miss did that? because I remember saying, "Oh, Alex is back." Okay, all right. They okay, did. I, we just I, didn't hear it because totally it was, you know. But he said Anna. He goes Anna. 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 Even me. <laughs> um, so yeah, we'll get into everything AEW and and all the man spreading and all that good stuff that we uh, experienced. Uh, I went. I had a blast. My voice is still recovering from it. I actually went to. Uh, I I thought we were going to record. We were supposed to record yesterday, but time got mm. messed up and got away from both of us. Yes, indeed. <laughs> And uh, I went to Starbucks yesterday, and I got myself an ice green tea. And I'll explain why in a second. Okay. But when I tell you, my throat felt way better after that. Mm. I was so excited. I was like, "All right, I'm going to get this." Anytime I go to Starbucks, I'm going to get this. Ironically, probably going to get one later on today. I, I know. I was. But my the point I was going to say was uh, when I started off this this commentary was I was happy sitting next to you because I, I've been to many wrestling events, been to WrestleManias and all that stuff. But sitting next to somebody that's the first time. A first timer yeah. for like an event like that. You first timer and adult and being such a huge fan. And, and you as an adult marked out very hard. And I was very happy to see, to hear that. Like you just clapping along and chanting and all and standing up and all that. I I was just happy. Just I being, sung everything. Like, was just, I was yeah. I was into it. It was cool being next to someone that's never been there before. So I yeah. I, I got to experience that through I just through your eyes. So I I appreciated <laughs> sitting next to you and what and, and experiencing that. So there's that from from Wednesday. We'll get into uh, really quickly and then uh, this coming Wednesday. Four hours, man. It they they promoted that the Grand Slam will be uh, two hours of dynamite and then a special two hour rampage. So we're gonna be there for four hours of nothing but. And if you get a chance to, if you weren't listening uh, or seeing the lineup, and we'll we'll get the uh, the card that's coming up uh, for Wednesday and Friday. But every single match, man, is like it's this is like a pay per view. It is holy shit. It I is mean, like a pay per view. Like CM Punk. And, and you got to remember, like we have all these all these special dynamites. Mm. And you look back at all these weird dynamites, and they were all pay per view worthy. Yeah. Remember? Do you remember the St. Patrick's Day celebration for Dynamite? Uh, I don't. You might remember it as uh, the lights out match between Thunder Rosa and and Britt Baker. Baker. Yeah, that I do. And that's a <laughs> an amazing, an match. amazing match. That was an amazing Ridiculously match. Ridiculously good match. Yeah, absolutely. But they all they I I am so excited. It's like every single person that we love in AEW is wrestling. I know, and if we had gotten this a year ago, nobody on Dynamite, on uh, or the Dynamite Grand Slam next week, mm. I would say about a third of the people were actually signed to the company at that point. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, I mean, it, well, we'll get into Daniel uh, Brian Danielson. I'm saying, I guess I got to get used to that. 
Brian That's going to be a curve to. Versus, it's going to be a learning curve for that one. Brian Danielson versus Kenny Omega already. Like I, not a non-title match, but still, I'm I, I'm stoked. Very okay, stoked. the Battle of the White T-shirts. <laughs> they should they should really sell that. Like really, just like put that in the in the merch store. A thirty dollar white T-shirt. Thirty dollar white T-shirt, and look how many people will buy that shit. Uh, let's let's get into some stuff here. So, uh, first off, starting the week off here, uh, big congratulations. To Mr. Big e, Big e Langston. Yes. I don't know who Big E Langston is. I don't remember him, but uh Big E, yes, I do know who that is. Uh, original OG Big E Langston. Um <laughs> yeah. the five fight. count. That that's Big E Langston. Five, the five that's count. right, five count. <laughs> five count NXT champion. And now uh now you're WWE champion. Um I in watching that, I will <laughs> let, let me really go quickly back to what oh. This is what happens when you don't you don't mute your phone. Right the other half of me. When you don't mute your, your phone and your fiance calls. Um uh <laughs> so I I got home host the, the full full uh, disclosure. I I host trivia at this par on Monday nights and when I get home, I got home like early nine o'clock and I was like, Great, let me put on raw. Uh Lisa that I drove home with, uh she had to take some equipment out of my garage. Uh so I, I go to open the garage, I take the stuff out. Hey, I'm all excited about the uh, hello. I take the stuff out of the garage. I put it into her car. I leave the garage door open, which I normally don't. Um, and I, uh, I, I, I come back into the garage to close it. And I'm like all excited for raw. Come into the garage. And I, all of a sudden I hear this hissing. And I, and I look to my bedroom door, which is through, through my garage. And there is a raccoon standing in front of my door. So for the next hour or so, I got to battle a raccoon. So to get him out. He was scared. He goes back further into the garage. So now what the hell am I going to do now? So I have to drive all the way back to Lisa's house. She has a raccoon trap because she had an issue about, uh, during COVID with raccoons in her attic. Had to get that. Drive all the way back home. By the time I get back home, the garage door was closed. I look inside the window to see if it was there by, by any chance. Sure enough, the damn thing is sitting on a bag in the garage looking up at me. So now we make eye contact. I was like, oh shit, okay, so it's right there, and the damn thing was cute as hell, I was like, I'd keep it as a pet, but if it wasn't barking at me, first of all, I didn't know raccoons could bark at you, and, and, and hiss at you, so, fucking kill that thing, you don't keep that thing as a pet, <laughs> get that thing out of society, I went to open the garage door really quickly, and let it run out, it, the thing slipped out of my hand, the garage door closed, and now I'm like, shit, it's, I just startled it, I look in, it's still there, I'm like, fine, I go open it again, and now it opens, and now we're staring at each other, and now he goes to bark at me again, and I take my big industrial broom. And I'm like, get the hell out of here. And then he runs out. So that was my my experience that I missed the entirety of Raw up until the point where I finally get inside the house. This is all within an hour and a half. And by, by the way, calling a, a, a pest control, I call them and they're like, they quote me $550. I'm like, screw that. So I, I just, that's what I did it myself. Come you inside. Call the hospital. How much is a rabies shot? <laughs> 150. I'll, all right, I'll take my chance I'll, with that. Yeah, I'll pop it right there. So. I finally get inside to watch all that to say, that long-winded story to say. I finally get in to watch uh, the, the, the last match and see Randy Orton hopefully win. He does not. And then suddenly Biggie's music hits and he comes out and I get flashbacks of uh, WrestleMania 29 and him running out with Dolph Ziggler and AJ Lee. And now yeah. we've, we've come full circle here. Um, and he cashes in and he, he we have a new champ. And all of this, unbeknownst to him, unbeknownst apparently to the creative of WWE, they didn't know about it, so yeah. it, it's that says a lot too. I I will, I will say that I don't know if, if uh, how far creative can go as far as like knowing things, but this is a huge point, and maybe that's a, a huge issue why you know 
raw is just in the shithole that it is. It's just that you know, left hand doesn't know what the right hand's doing. Um, so creative team was not in the loop as far as this whole thing, and it was a very last minute decision. And uh, yeah, he cashed in. Even though even though it was promoted on Twitter, like he said, I'm going to cash in tonight. Um, yeah, he he didn't nobody really knew that it was it was going down, and he he didn't know until the last minute either. Yeah, it was uh, it was a sight to behold. I actually call back to Wednesday. Who's ready for story time with the Reaper? <laughs> um, I had I was at work, and I was I was checking in on Raw every once in a while. I I, I tuned in at eight to see what was going on with Biggie because I remember he said that he was going to start the show. Mm-hmm. So by the time ten o'clock comes around, I'm still at work, and the guy comes to relieve me. He's not there yet, so he's running a little late. So I start getting dressed at like 10.15, almost 10.30 at that point. All right. By the time I get in my car, it's it's certainly 10.30, 10.35. I put on the match, and and I'm watching the match a little bit. And I'm just hanging out. I don't want to start driving home yet. And then it starts getting closer and closer to, to 11 o'clock. And I'm like, all right, I guess I'll just start fucking going. I start driving. Then I hear Biggie's music hit. And I was like, hell yes, let's do this. <laughs> uh, now, I heard the music hit. I see him run down to the ring. Could have ran a little better, but I get it. <laughs> uh, listen, I'm not one to critique people's running. I was going to say, that's, that's, that's I'm not one to critique. Uh-huh. <laughs> let's just say if we are getting, if we have to run away from cops, you're better off running away I, I, with I, I, me because you're, I'm going to get caught. I literally just run right into the cop car. I yeah, just, I'm just gonna stop and be like, "Listen, uh, it's me. We're good. Sorry, it's, it's me." <laughs> um, so music hits, uh-huh. bell rings for the match, then it cuts to commercial. Yeah, <laughs> that was the one thing that I did not like about that. I, I get that. Why would you have that commercial? Why wouldn't you no. just extend the Orton match three more minutes? Mm. And have three less minutes after commercial. You go to commercial. When you come back from commercial, a minute and a half later, Bobby can uh, retain. Right. Then you have Biggie come out. That's just me picking at straws. Really quickly, I, I get it. since you told your raccoon story, I have one as well. Not sure. recently. This happened when I was a child. But mm-hmm. it is the reason why I am deathly afraid of raccoons. I was in my backyard one day with my dad go back inside, and I hear him spraying the driveway. I'm like, that's fucking weird. I was like, Dad, what the hell are you doing? He's like, there was like two raccoons. I had to get the fuck out of here. I was like, all right, cool. So spray the raccoons away. I was like, all right, we got a raccoon problem at our house. I don't like that. I had a four-foot above-ground pool. At one time, I think it was like my sister's dance rehearsal or some shit that like my whole family went to. So my house was empty. It was 8 o'clock at night. I was in the pool, the light, I had one, like, I have a spotlight in in my backyard, I had it on. There's a garage on the other side of my fence in the backyard, Mm. and I see a family of raccoons while I'm in the pool. So, me being deathly terrified, I pick up the a a fucking heavy-ass ladder off my pool, because I'm like, these guys can climb. They're going to climb up the ladder and get in the pool. Sure. Then I'm really fucked. I pick up the whole ladder and I place it on top of the pool, like on the ledge of the pool. So I'm like, all right, I'm sitting now. 
I sat in the middle of that pool until my family got home an hour and a half later. Just because I'm like, I know for a fact there was a raccoon out there a couple minutes ago. I'm just going to stay here until someone else comes home and they get scared the fuck away. <laughs> and that's exactly what I did. They got home and they're like, what are you still doing in the pool? I was like, are there any raccoons out there? They're like, no. Cool. I'm going to get out of the pool now. <laughs> and then I told them the whole story. And they're like, you realize you, they probably just left. Yeah, yeah. You were I was just... like, I'm not taking that chance. <laughs> I'm not taking that chance. I was 10 years old. Oh, Lord. What the fuck am I going to do that for? <laughs> I'm sure you said that too. I did have a rather dirty mouth at that age, but not not as bad as it is today. Yeah, no, you're you're pretty bad. Uh, Since we're talking about news. Pretty bad. (laughs) Pretty bad. You should hear our commentary on Rampage from this Friday. Oh, boy. That was fun. Since we're talking about nuisances, really quickly, uh, we went to, uh, this past Saturday, went with Lisa and two of her girls to, uh, uh, went to a park in... In Washington Heights with a bunch of other friends that we've met through trivia. So it was like 10 of us. Growing up in Spanish Harlem. In Spanish Harlem. There you go. Um, and uh, we went to uh, went to uh, Broadway Park there and uh, sitting in the park and it's getting later. And now it's dusk. Still barbecuing, whatever. Now it's dark. And all of a sudden you start seeing like something. West Side Story play out in front of you. Something crawling. like in, Oh. In, okay. the, in the distance. No. <laughs> something crawling in the distance. And it's a skunk. And now it's far. Oh, no. It's far away. It's far away. So we're like, okay, well, there's a oh, skunk over no. there. Whatever. We're still eating our hot dogs and burgers, whatever. A couple minutes later, there's no skunk sk- rapes a cat. What? No, a, what? <laughs> no skunk did not rape a cat. <laughs> that was a Pepe Le Pew joke. I don't know if anybody got well, it. So I, I did. I did make a mention of a Pepe Le Pew at one point. Another skunk comes around. Now we have two skunks, and they're like, and there's a huge garbage pail like maybe ten feet away from us. It's like, oh shit! So they're circling us. Now there's a third skunk. Like a couple minutes later, and they're all circling us. And they're trying to find the garbage. Now, after about a half hour, there's maybe like five skunks circling us, like trying to get to the garbage, which is again ten feet away from us. And at that point, since we're talking about we're talking about raccoons, another twenty minutes later, now there's a family of raccoons coming around. And so now no. the, the raccoons and the skunks. Now it's West Side Story. So now the two sides are meeting. They just start to get to. The, they start stabbing. When they, <laughs> I think one of them sang "When You're a Jet." It was a whole thing. Um, and then they're like confronting each other, who's getting the dominance over the garbage. And then we're like, all right. The, and the girls, Lisa's girls, 12 and, and 17, are like, can we get the hell out of here? And so sure enough, we just packed our shit and left. And then they, they followed suit like shortly after. But yeah, we were just, uh, we were about to get attacked. Animal stories, everybody. Um, Big E. So yeah, see, he uh, did not know. He did say, though, and I will quote exactly what he said here. Um, he, said he was on the bump. And he said, quote, when I started this loop, my intention was that I was supposed to be home Monday morning after the live event Sunday, and I realized I was going to Raw last minute. That was a bit of a last minute decision. There was also the option of maybe I go out there and do some teasing and come back later when it's time to actually cash in or go back to SmackDown and cash in there. I wasn't really sure. It was an afternoon. That day That day decision, and it all happened very, very quickly. For me, it was definitely not something that was set in stone days and days ahead. And so uh, it it didn't uh, didn't really get a huge number as far as viewership because it was right it directly with uh, competing with Monday Night Football, uh, the first Monday Night Football of the season. Um, but it's still over all of social media just popped hard like everybody was just going off on congratulating him and and really happy for uh, for him and and uh, him having his moment. I popped big time. Yeah, I actually, you know when they do the. Woo, 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 woo. 
I did that in my car. Like I, I was driving with one hand and the other one, I'm like, fuck yeah. <laughs> it was great. It was great. I loved it. Very happy for him. Uh, it was a cool moment. It was it was kind of very reminiscent also of uh, WrestleMania when Kofi won and New Day getting back in the ring. And it yeah. was, it was then, kind of, uh, you kind of should have known also when he, when they were in the building and, and during the promos that they had with him that uh, something something was going to happen. Yeah. It's all high. How, how cool would it have been if they turned on Big E? I'm, I'm <laughs> just saying. Cool? <laughs> I don't want it to happen, but here, I'm just saying. You know it's coming, and it's going to be awesome. Here's your moment, Big E. Now we're just going to turn Not on now. You. I don't want it to come now. Keep I want Big ass. E to leave the New Day for a little bit, you know, this and this and that. Mm. Which, rightfully so, he is the Roman Reigns of that group, structurally wise. Uh, speaking of Roman Reigns, he did go on Twitter and he said, basically, I'm paraphrasing, but he said that uh, it's a good thing he went over to, to Raw and not faced the Tribal Chief. Uh, so, listen. Kayfabe is not dead anymore. It's not dead, and I will I will happily uh, watch Survivor Series if I can get a Big E versus Roman Reigns match. Hell yeah. Uh, I, I'm stoked for all that kind of stuff. Uh Create, yeah, as I mentioned before, the creative team kept in the dark uh, about this whole thing, too. Uh, the draft is coming up uh, October 1st. And October so, 1st and October 4th, the Friday and Monday, respectively. Yes, uh, yes thank you, uh, for Raw and SmackDown. Um, yeah, so we have to see what, what's going on. I mean, it seems like the, those two will, will stay where they are. But Biggie was initially SmackDown, so this was kind of like a, a bootleg way of him drafting over <laughs> to Raw since, yeah. he, since he had the case. Now, if um, they just put the New Day on SmackDown, they're just retarded. I will not. If they draft the New Day to SmackDown, I will not watch Raw anymore. So if they have Kofi and Kofi, <laughs> I will not watch Raw anymore. Uh, okay. Uh, so if Kofi and uh, Xavier go to SmackDown, but Biggie stays on Raw. Yes. That's what you're talking about. Okay. Yep. I See, it only makes sense if, if they have New Day on Raw now. Just keep it that way. Yeah, obviously. It makes sense. It makes but sense. what if we learned about wrestling as far as WWE is concerned. As far as WWE goes, yeah, they, they know how to screw something up. It doesn't up. make sense. They know how to screw things up. Um, I think because they, they're trying, honestly, they're trying to appeal to both brands with New Day. So yeah. if you have both, um, I mean, listen, if that, that's the case, then that's what they have to do. But it doesn't, it doesn't make sense to break them up. But if you want to spread it out, that's the way to do it. I just thought of something. Oh, please enlighten us. What if you have the New Day before Survivor Series win? the tag team championships from mm. RK bro. Mm. So you start the dissension between RK bro and that'll blow off at WrestleMania. You have riddle injured or some shit like that. If you have what, what if they don't do just champion versus what if they don't do a Roman versus biggie match and they do the trios. If they do a six man tag at survivor series, the New Day versus the Bloodline. Oh. I think that would be a better way to go about that Survivor Series match. I, but I think, aren't you getting a, a, a Reigns versus Lesnar at some point? That is has officially been announced for the Saudi Arabia show. Oh, right. Oh, shit. Let's talk about that for a second. Uh, why? Why what? Just all. All of it. Why? Well, why? Why are we? Why? why are we still doing this again? Why are we doing the Saudi show? Why? Because well, money. I get that, but I was just about to say, Pink Floyd put it best. Money. money. <laughs> That's it. It's just it's the biggest reason. It's so bad. It, it's just so think bad, about dude. this. The Saudi Arabia show is the only show it's in the past so bad. decade and a half to feature Shawn Michaels. I know. <laughs> I know. That's how much money talks. It's so bad. 
It really is just it's awful. It's just an awful show. I mean, here's the thing: the Saudi Arabia shows are not that bad. No, if not. you think about it. If if I think about it, sure. You want to go back in, in time and, and and rehash all this? Sure. Let's let's talk about uh, your favorite match. Uh, 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 Bray. I don't know what you're talking about. See, I can't even I can't even think about it or say it exactly. because it's it's, it's out, of, out of sight. Out it of never mind. happened. Bray versus Goldberg. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, <laughs> uh, how about Undertaker versus Goldberg? How about anything Goldberg? First of all, and then they're all all happen to be in Saudi. What's what's the likelihood of Goldberg fighting in Saudi? A hundred percent that he's gonna uh, kill somebody over there too. Yeah, it's gonna be Bobby. But this is where I'm I'm worried about Biggie's championship run because mm. it's more than likely gonna be Bobby versus uh, uh, Bill versus Bobby at Saudi at the Saudi show. Crown Jewel. That's what it's more than likely gonna be. Mm. How does Goldberg compete f- in a match that's not for a title? I understand that the way they're going, he just does. if they do this that's- correctly. For no title, it would be the backstory of fam of of assaulting his son, mm-hmm. right? Which you could totally do. But me, I don't see Goldberg wrestling for something not for a title because he he hasn't. Right. Name a Goldberg match where he hasn't wrestled for a title, other than it's oh, just realized the last time he wrestled for not a title was in Saudi Arabia when he almost broke Taker's neck. Yes, when he almost not only broke it, he almost fucking killed a guy. <laughs> you see, Bill, he killed a guy. <laughs> he killed a guy. <laughs> he had a trident. Uh, yeah, yeah, Billy. Yeah, trident. <laughs> oh, Billy. Oh, did Billy. you have a trident, Brick? <laughs> I did. I did. Uh huh. <laughs> he had a mace at one point too. <laughs> what an awesome movie. Um, Edge. Uh, is off TV for a couple months. He is. Uh, yes. They they explained it by getting curb stomped by uh, Seth Rollins, and now he's uh, being pushed off of TV. That's good. Take, if, if they, they do it stretcher. right, they'll have him return at the Rumble. Yes. Yeah. Get that that pop again that he had. That pop. A yeah. A couple years ago. So he he's off TV. Um, Becky Lynch apparently is uh, with belt as a heel. Still has no side plates uh, on her belt. Yeah, you saw that, right? Very weird. I don't understand it. Yeah. I really don't. Why is it just she got X's on it? Yeah. How does she not have side plates? I don't know. I mean, the likelihood of that of that that answer being uh, they pulled the trigger too quickly and have side plates uh, made up for it. Uh, Wrestling Observer uh, uh, basically stated that uh, asked what happened, and they were told that her side plates are not available yet. Her, 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 that ti- means, her, her side plates are not available yet. Her title win was last minute decision. Yeah. Which also means that she's going to have heel side plates as opposed to just saying the man. Mm. It'll be like, uh, uh, no, not two belts was Banks. Um, <laughs> Lynch is. What think, was the. Uh, think about that for a second. Lynch is now a heel. I'm just reading this. Lynch is now a heel and picking fights with fans at house shows for calling her a pussy. So, big time Bex. I think that's what it was. Big time Bex. Big time. There's, there's a shirt right there. Or Broadway Bex. I like Broadway Bex. She came out. Tell me now. On that SmackDown episode, when she came out with the robe and everything, with that red robe. Yeah. Th- tell me that didn't feel like Broadway Joe coming down. <laughs> you know what I mean? At the sideline of 
every single important Jets game yes, in the past. Absolutely, yes, <laughs> guarantee. Yes, that's right. And then guarantee that guaranteeing that win uh, for that Super Bowl. Uh, she taped when she was at the uh, the house show. She taped over the plates. <laughs> so basically, yeah. basically, it had uh, Bianca Belair's on there, and she taped over. I them. think she did it at the the SmackDown show too. Did you really? I, I didn't notice. I that. think so. Very I could true. be wrong. Very, very I am true. wrong a lot, but you know, <laughs> this is very true. But uh, just put shit out into the ether, and hopefully, just, I'm correct. It's weird how they just like you know what? Let's make a sharp left turn on this whole story. Like everything that we decided on, just stop. <laughs> just throw that all away. In Vince's fifteenth uh, reiteration of uh, of the storylines, uh, we're gonna change this up, change it up, and give uh, everybody new championships. Yeah, it's quite mind-boggling. Like I can't imagine being on creative on a writing team that just is like you don't know what's going to happen that day like it's everything that we planned out futuristically for these storylines that are going to like take place over time to build up to our big shows like rumble and and wrestlemania we're just not going to completely just veer off that course and you know what no i want to put it on biggie now and, and we're gonna we're gonna go on yeah aew wishes they had the creative team of uh i'm sorry i'm oh, sorry please, i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm please, sorry please that came out wrong please wwe wishes they had the creative team of aew yeah which is not just creative team it's one person yeah <laughs> well no it's well it, in all fairness it's, it's one it's, it, it's it goes through one person it, 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 it tony khan is the troll at, that controls the creative bridge it stops at one person but everybody has their own creative ideas Yes, that, just like just like WWE creative team, they'll bring an idea to Vince, and Vince will will most likely shut it down, or take it. We'll and, see what creative has to do with it. It's really good, uh, or take it and and run away with it, just like Tony Khan. It's it, not, it, there's nothing different other than it, take out the middleman. You take out the creative aspect of it. The creative is now, which is why I think not that I think yep. I know why people are so attracted to go over there is that we don't have to talk to a a, a bunch of uh, writing nerds. To tell me to write the story out and and give me a script, I could just basically just go straight to the man himself and say, "Listen, this is what I want to do. What can I do?" Or and then he'll tweak it and and maneuver how yeah. how TC's fit. That's how it should be. Really, really mm-hmm. how how it should be. And you know, and I think you mentioned it also uh, a couple of days ago as far as uh, the the pay that, or it was either you or someone I was talking to as far as the pay that they're getting in AEW versus WWE. I, that was probably somebody else, but I did see that uh, that article. I think it was Fuego, Fuego, Fuego del Sol came out on on AEW Unrestricted mm. and say that the pay that he was getting for dark matches when he wasn't signed was still way more than like a televised WWE squash match or some shit like that. Right, what well, that was that? But then I was also going to say like the the main names like Adam Cole and Brian Danielson that are coming over, they're not getting as much as they did in, in WWE. They actually took they're a not. cut. They, they, from what I've been told and what I looked into, they, they, they took a slight cut. To, to come <laughs> they over. Tom Brady their way into winning championships. Pretty, pretty much, yeah. Nice. <laughs> they pretty much. It's um, a good thing to do. Yeah. So listen, I, you know, sometimes, and I, I've done this in in my life. I'm sure other people have that are listening as far as uh, their own career paths. I, I've dropped six figure jobs just because I was not happy there to go. You mentioned some- that, and I've still my. Boggles my mind. Really I hate does, it. But. I hate it. I'll tell you, it was a moving company uh, in, in New York City that I I will not name. But they, you were they, moving people, or no, you were like I was in the, the sales, office. I was in the sales the department of it, and oh, okay. constantly sales, yeah, getting yelled at. Cutthroat for it was very cutthroat. It was good money, but it was cutthroat, and get it constantly getting yelled at for things that I did not do. 
I was not the mover in that job, but I was getting the complaints of people getting their their shit broke and their their wood uh, bed fixture nicked because someone didn't know how to how to move it out right. You know, so I was the one that was on the front line for everything too. So it was there was a give and take with with that, but I was like, you know what, I'm, I'm done with this. So I yeah. left. I left. Um, yeah, and and follow your passion, guys. That's what the moral of the story is. Follow your dreams. Because if not, if he hadn't met that six figure job, we would not be here right <laughs> now. <laughs> and there you go. Uh, let's talk. Uh, let, let's talk AEW last. I'm gonna go into NXT really quickly, uh, and the new. NXT 2.0. I have one quick thing about that. Yes. Shouldn't this be called NXT 3.0? No, why is that? Because the first original version of NXT, when when Vince McMahon came out and said, the ECW brand is dead, we are going to be starting something new next week. And that was NXT. When Titus O'Neil was was carrying around kegs of beer around the ring. Right. And falling and all that shit. That's the the original NXT. XT. So at what point? 2.0 version started when uh, Seth Rollins won the first ever NXT championship by beating. Who did he beat? Do you know? No. You ready for this one? Good. Jinder Mahal. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Jinder so now, Mahal why, could have been your first NXT champion. Why would that be 2.0, though? It was still along the same lines of, of thought and feel. How was. Seth Rollins winning an NXT championship the same as a game show. It was it was it was pros um, pros versus Joe's a Jace. Yeah. Right? And NXT was was competing with AEW. The the original version of NXT have that compete with AEW. See how that goes. See how that goes. You make two weeks, maybe. And then you get your head out of your ass. <laughs> How do you really feel? Uh, all right, so Joe's 3.0, the actual 2.0 of NXT. Uh, first no, off, I will... 2.0 got defeated by Moxley and two, Kingston. No, but we'll, get we'll get into it. We'll get into it. That's for later in the show. This guy. Uh, first of all, I, I will say that uh, the arena, I love. And I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to preface my entire piece on NXT here, which is going to be really quick. Um, that... Uh, uh, we we were just shitting on the idea of NXT being dead, and uh, this is this is it. We're we're not going to see what we what we grew to love uh, through NXT over the years. I, I honestly I liked it. I, I liked that the matches were were concise. They were like able to promote people like Braun Breaker, who's uh, Rick Steiner's son, and and funny enough, uh, which they won't mention, which they won't mention. But Vic on commentary did say. He's got a dog-faced, uh, dog-faced gremlin uh, approach or feel to him. He, he, he did throw that in there. And then, nice. And I th- guarantee you got a fucking uh, a, a big pump reference somewhere along some- the lines. <laughs> well, that's his. That would be his uh, his uncle. Big pump. Big Papa Pump was Scott Center. Oh, you're right. I'm sorry. You're, you're, that's you're, on me. You're mixing, that's on me. Mixing your Steiners up. Um, I am mixing my standards. He, he looks, he looks, he looks just like, like Scott Steiner. He, he does, yeah. He, he's he's like, he, first of all, he looks like Rick and Scott together. Uh, if they had, does, if they had, if they had a kid, weirdly enough. Let's be honest. It's just the mustache. It's the goatee that makes him look like Scott. It's the goatee that makes him like Scott. But then the the, the I mean, his his leotard, damn it, is is multicolored, just like his father. So like, it's obviously yeah. an homage to his father. It's the old uh, Michigan fucking that 
the, that version of the Steiners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, but but Royal uh, Rumble '94 type Steiners. But shit. but his old like rainbow look. Yeah. Um. And he hey, listen. It, credit to La Knight for putting him over too, because he he won the match. He won in his debut match. He won, and he looked impressive. He he did this. His finishing move is a overhead uh, press into a slam. And it was, yeah. it was very impressive, and, and the crowd ate it up. And so uh, before you get – well, I already talked about that match, but I wanted to say the, the arena I love. I love the aspect now that there's no more glass. There's no more partitions. Everybody's in this arena that feels like you know indie setup, but it's it's got the, the high-tech feel to it. Um, it's a larger arena. Uh, the, it has the, a handful of Trons around the arena. The, the too, Trons like are that. around the arena. The, the main uh, entrance way is is all huge now. It's it, I, I like it so much better than than the CWC. Um, there was no name that they gave to it. But uh, did you ever watch SpongeBob from time to time? Sure. Okay. You remember the Weenie Hut General? Yes. The WWE is currently the Weenie Hut General. <laughs> okay. Okay. Please. That makes NXT Weenie Hut Junior. <laughs> What a reference. What a reference. I mean, it makes sense. Look at the color scheme, too. It is, it is, it is very, very colorful. Uh, yeah, the black and gold brand is no more. What did you even call this now? What, what brand? What's that? I guess it's not a brand. It's, 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 uh, since Triple H de- deemed it's it a brand, it's, it's not a, it's not a, it, yeah, but it's not a brand now. It's, it's not it's, a third brand. It's just a developmental. It's developmental. Developmental. So, you know what? I'm going to make this statement right now. Mm-hmm. Okay. Survivor Series. 2019, I believe it was, was when we current when we coined the term officially, moving over to the main roster. Mm-hmm. That's dead. Okay, you got to jump up now. Now it's up. Yeah. Now it's up. Which now, now makes now, now makes sense though. You have to go up to the main roster. And now we clarified that. Thank you very much. Because it makes it now it makes sense when Triple H deemed it as a brand. It's you're going from brand to brand. Just like when Charlotte wanted to compete for the NXT title, she wasn't going down. She was going over to face Rhea Ripley at WrestleMania. Yes, she was going to face a peer, a peer, at in another brand of the of the three. Now you're yeah you're going you're going up. So now, now we can definitively say that because it is developmental, yep. and all these matches that they had for NXT uh, showed that. So as far as like you know, again, uh, the Braun Breaker in, in his debut, they had Josh Briggs and Brooks Jensen versus Imperium. They, they they had these matches versus these younger guys to basically they would still win. The 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 established people were obviously, were obviously going to win, but you had like, debuts for these these guys. They had B Fab uh, from uh, Hit Row her debut. Um, she looks green, but she she still had her her match her intro. Uh, Carmella Hayes introducing his new uh, sidekick with Trick Williams. Uh, him getting on the mic and him garbling up a couple words here and there. But got to be a former football player. Uh, he he looks like he he. I tried been. looking him up. I couldn't get anything. He looks like he could have been. Um, Granted, Kate, I only looked at his Instagram. I didn't look up a lot. Uh, Casey Cardenzaro versus uh, Kaden Carter defeating uh, Gigi Dolan and JC Jane versus uh, by DQ. Why? Because we have our new Mandy Rose. And Mandy yeah. Rose is a brunette. Thoughts? I'm a sucker for a blonde. <laughs> okay. I I don't know. Richard, I liked her. I hair color wise I did like her better as a, as a blonde okay that's that's really all that I got all right. it's too it doesn't I don't know I just feel like it doesn't fit her that well unless this is how she wants to turn heel 
a la Cody Rhodes and our Lazy Town gimmick. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but in, in the mix of all this, and Mandy Rose, by the way, looked really like really good as a as like a Uber heel now. Like she's like pushed her heels yeah. heeled them to the next level. Um, I will say uh, this whole episode actually. You know what? I, I I give this whole episode a thumbs up because I I again as I mentioned I, I like the new setup. I, I like the the pace of the the show. Uh, it, the the whole wedding at the end we'll get to is hysterical. I did love that Austin Theory came back. They briefly just talked. Gargano said, uh, uh, "You ran away." <laughs> he goes, "Yeah, I ran away, but I had to come back for the wedding." That was the explanation. That was it. Like there was no like, "Where were you? What happened?" He came back, and not only did he come back, but he brought a priest. <laughs> and Damian Priest walks in the door. <laughs> He's like, "That's not the same kind of priest." Um, I, I thought that was hysterical. Uh, yeah. What else here? Rich Holland defeating Drake Maverick in a complete squash. He's um, gonna be part of the future of NXT. Oh, Rich Holland. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, t- title on him uh, for sure. Yeah, uh, like main title. Just not the cruiserweight because clearly, two hundred five. That whole gimmick is dead. You think so? I saw a very thick gentleman competing on two hundred five live. That is true. I saw that. I I didn't watch it. I saw the the post on social media, mm. and I was like, oh, oh, okay, yeah, they're just disbanding the cruiserweight division. Yeah, no, it's. I I, I don't know why they keep calling it uh, two hundred five. Uh, let's see here. Um, cause that's the only, there's only 205 people that watch that fucking show. <laughs> uh, let's see. Rich Holly, you're, you're a very funny guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see here. So again, uh, newbies, uh, the Creed brothers, Julius and Brutus Creed, uh, defeating J- Dan Jarman and, uh, Trevor Skelly. Uh, again, th- these are all, all developmental, uh, diamond mine. Those are de- uh, diamond mine guys. Um, let's see here. Uh, who else? Tomas, and then the the, the fatal four way. So it was supposed to be um, Kyle O'Reilly in the mix here, and yes. LA, LA Knight's second match of the night. But in the middle of the of the night, uh, Kyle O'Reilly, you see him getting his, his ass kicked. So introducing Von Wagner into the fatal four way for a title, <laughs> just out of the clear blue. So we had Tommaso Ciampa, Pete Dunne, Von Wagner, and LA Knight. My takeaway from any promo that I watched Pete Dunne uh, speak. Everything ends in a question. That's how Brits talk. It is. It really is. It's like, you think you defeat me? You can't. Yeah. You can't? <laughs> like, wait, what? <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So, we have a new champ, a new NXT champ. Since now, we didn't talk about this. Samoa Joe had a drop extent due to injury. Do we think yeah. it's an actual injury? I don't know. I don't know. Are we doing Vince Probably things? not. Are we doing Vince things? We're doing Vince things. But we did put the, the belt on a late 30-year-old. Do you want to know why? Please. Because he's made it very clear all over social media, and I'm assuming to the WWE higher-ups, mm-hmm. him and Johnny have both said they will not go to the main roster. They won't. They just won't do it. I think what they're doing mm-hmm. is they are building NXT. F- uh, they're, they're kind of breaking down NXT to build it back up again. Mm-hmm. And they're going to start that with Tommaso Ciampa. You have, think about the people in that match, right? In that fatal four-way match. Yeah. You had Pete Dunne, could have been the champion going forward. Sure. Right? You could have pulled the trigger on that. Everybody would have been happy. Mm-hmm. You had Kyle O'Reilly. Mm, probably mixed reactions from the crowd. Not the crowd per se, but mixed reactions from fans at home. People would have been happy for him winning the championship and all that stuff. <laughs> I, but you can't put it on Kyle O'Reilly right now because what does that tell you that they're doing? Counter-programming. Mm. 
and they don't want to reveal that they're doing that. Mm. You have uh, Von Wagner's a, a new dude, so you don't put it on him. And L.A. Knight would have been the only other one. The only reason why I had said in, in our group chat that I thought it was going to be Pete Dunne is because, and, and Stephen had, had had not backed me up, but he had also said it, was that, he, it, dude, that kid's 26, 27 years old. He's my age. Hmm. Tommaso Champ is your age. How dare you? It's I'm probably sure. not that far off. No, I'm, I'm actually older than him. <laughs> I think they they might respectively a, both be I'm, our ages. I'm actually older than him, but yes, go on. Are you really? Then Tommaso Ciampa? Yeah. Yeah, I believe I am. I don't think so. And to the device. I could believe, I, I could be in a world where to believe where uh, Tommaso Ciampa is like 38 or something like that. Uh, he's he is, not 40 He is 36. Yet. I am older than him. Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. He's got a lot of gray for 36. He's an, yeah, he's he's been weathered. <laughs> he's been, oh, yeah. He's been through the That's storm. That's an understatement. He's been through the storm. Uh, but, yeah. yeah, all those people, you 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 know that it, you know that people would have been okay with any one of those guys mm. winning that, that title. But I think going forward, they need to make the statement that Tommaso Ciampa is a pillar of – Tommaso Ciampa will go down as a – NXT Mount Rushmore. Sure. It'll be him. It'll be Joe. Finn. Finn. Yeah, because Finn was that first wave of, of all the indie darlings starting to come over. Mm. And Johnny. Honestly, I would put Johnny up there too. I think that's right now, that's your Mount Rushmore. And I, the no, only reason no, I uh, say that no is Cole? because they. It, a, that's a touchy situation at the moment. Oh, I'm, I, listen, I'm talking about history of NXT. In, in the totality of NXT, the longest uh, reigning holder of the, of the belt. All right, so I'll do this. The Mount Rushmore of NXT is <laughs> DIY as one. Okay, there, that's a cop-out, but go ahead. Yes. Uh, <laughs> DIY as one. Then, yeah, Cole, Balor, and, and Joe. All right. Honorary mention, Kevin Owens, for what he did putting NXT on the map on the main roster. Fair enough. Actually, you know what I'm thinking? Adam Cole has to be on that Mount Rushmore because of that. The kicker is that match on, on TV with Daniel Bryan. Absolutely. Which I, I, guess. Which I give us about until December 8th to hopefully see that match. Please get live. the oh, – you know what? When, when I saw the two of them come out and all out, like – that I immediately thought of that match. That's and <laughs> I have said it before. And I will say it again. That's one of my favorite matches ever. That match on on SmackDown. I, I will never better than Roman Edge. Uh, but, yeah, by far. And I should shut your mic off just for saying that. <laughs> I will mute your ass. Um, yes. So I, I one of the, my favorite matches ever. So if I can get that again uh, on another company, <laughs> not even another brand, another company, uh, I'm all for it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Bring it on. Uh, so there, there's your Mount Rushmore. Um, uh, let's get back to you. So we have a new champ uh, in 36-year-old yes. Tommaso Ciampa. And so it it can't be ageism because they just took it from one old guy and put it on another old guy. So what is – is he actually hurt? Is Samoa Joe actually hurt? I don't think so. And and either, either if uh, Pete Dunne had won or mm. obviously Tommaso Ciampa won, this is setting up for a, a storyline with Joe. It has to, mm. because what else are you gonna? 
knowing Joe, I, I feel like Joe is a baby face, wants to be a fighting champion. Mm. Right? Maybe Tommaso also does too. But I think they wanted a, a, a face going forward. I feel like we're also going to get the uh, face off with uh, Ciampa and uh, Thatcher at some point when he gets back. Yeah. Well, I'll be honest with you. I think Thatcher should join Imperium. Really? He, I, If I remember reading correctly, he had really good chemistry with, with I think he worked a lot with Walter okay. on the European Indies. I think I think Thatcher should uh, work with Hit Row. Oh, really? Yeah, I do. You want to see Thatcher in a cipher, huh? I do. I do. <laughs> I do. Uh, the Thatcher sniper slap. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see Thatcher and B Fab have a mixed tag match. Um, I only got one tooth, but I'll put your head in the booth. I don't know. Oh, look at that. Look at you spin. Dropping verses. Uh, it comes out every once in a while. <laughs> I did grow up in Queens, you know? Nas, stuff like that. Stuff and stuff like that. Nas, and that's the only name I got. Yeah. Uh, so we have a new champ there, and uh, and then the wedding of the century, which, by the way, I always have a you know you always have a schmoz. Always. Which, and when we say about when we mean that, it's, we're talking about just like some kind of run in, something disrupt disrupting the wedding. Yeah. It, it always happens. Other than wrestling weddings, usually go along the lines of contract signings. Yes, absolutely. Where they just go fall apart. Uh, yeah. The only other wedding I can think of that did not have did not have a schmoz until after the fact was Randy and Elizabeth. Yes. The wedding went through. They had the yes. the reception, and then that's when they got the snake. Elizabeth, <laughs> will you marry me? Will you marry me? Oh hell yeah! <laughs> um, and then uh, so this we had this wedding here. Uh, with the I do's and it, very very funny. If you haven't watched it, please go back and watch it. Uh, it's, it's all over YouTube. Uh, just for the simple fact that Dexter Loomis is low key hysterical. Like just because the entire time he hasn't sp- spoken a word. He's been in NXT for what like a year and, and change now. Dexter Loomis greatest promo in NXT. <laughs> <laughs> nothing. He, he says nothing. The man doesn't speak at all. And so. Indy Hartwell, credit to her as well because she's come started from the bottom and now we're here. So she's literally main evented this NXT. Shout out Drake. There you go. Uh, she's uh, main eventing this 2.0, the, the the rehash of NXT with a wedding, and she's had to carry this entire storyline because the guy doesn't talk. So he, yeah. all all it is is facial expressions, and she's had to basically speak the entire time for him. And so it was. And and wrestling does. I mean, they they got married basically in two months, which is great, from from start to to wedding. Um, if only in real life. Uh, the the uh, the, the, the the ceremony. He, uh, the the priest got choked out <laughs> by Loomis. He's um, nervous. Makes sense. It, it, was, it makes sense. Uh, Beth took over. Beth Phoenix took, took over the mic duties. Um, the, at the point where they said, is there anybody that wants to speak now or forever hold your peace? And he, someone was about, they all raised their hand. All the guys raised their hand to, to basically oppose the wedding. And he turned around and he opened up his jacket and in his jacket was a hatchet. Yeah. <laughs> and they all slowly put their hands down. Um, during her uh, her vows, Indy Hartwell talked about uh, how <laughs> at one point when, when Dexter came in and snuck into their bedroom, and while while Johnny and Candice are sleeping, and Dexter like slowly covers the mic <laughs> from her talking anymore, and John, Johnny's like, well, he, "He snuck in. You were you were in her bed." Um, 
And then when the I do's came, you know, she said her I do, and then everybody in the crowd was like, shut up, shut up, shut up. And you saw one guy in the one guy in the crowd put his arms like, shut up, everybody, shut up. And he goes, I, and then the crowd just gasped, <laughs> gasped, and then he said, do. And I, honest to God, one of the loudest pops in, in for in 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 relation to the amount of people in an arena, the one of the loudest pops I've ever heard. <laughs> he yeah. actually spoke for the first time. He said two words, and that was it. It got it got so over, and I popped hard too. I was like, "Holy shit!" He spoke, and it was just, it was very funny. It was just, it was a great way to cap off this new uh, 2.0 uh, version, and uh, I I thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, it's it really it, the only difference I see other than than the arena, obviously, is that they're just actually pushing developmental if i can get it Mm -hmm. out they're pushing these new guys and fine you know what you want to go back to what your roots were this is where we're at and so you had to rehash it and redo it you still have your your established guys you have these new guys merge the two which they did in this episode and i i'm not mad at it honestly i i actually liked it a lot um and then towards the end we had the uh the face-off with uh tomaso and uh uh braun breaker (laughs) <laughs> they, 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 I'm telling you, they, they're putting a rocket ship up this guy's ass, and they, they're already pushing him hard. Uh, so to have a face off with your new champ is is big. So we are there, and this is where we're at with 2.0. And so uh, NXT, welcome, welcome back. Um, mm, well, ish, maybe, but we'll see. We'll see. Listen, this is. A, I, I think it's a good step. Honestly, I would I would shit all over it if I if I thought there was a reason to, but I thought it was good. Honestly, I thought it was really good, and uh, it, I think it's it's a good step for. Actually, bringing up new guys like Braun Breaker, I think that was a huge, huge, uh, not only a huge push for him, but a, hu- a good look. I'm happy about the way that they're doing this, and I've tried to hold my words when it comes to the new NXT 2.0 just to see how it progresses, because I don't like to overreact on something in the first place. Mm-hmm. Like perfect example, this past Sunday, the 49ers won against the uh, um, uh, shit. The Lions, mm-hmm. right? And I said, oh, Niners are going to win the Super Bowl this year. <laughs> After the third quarter, I was like, oh, we're going to win the Super Bowl. I listen. This is great. <laughs> and then they kind of like, uh, stuff fell apart, a couple then, injuries, and I'm like, oh, okay. And Bring then me re- back to reality. Reality, the reality set in. Listen, I, I, can only, I can only go by what I've seen, as you did with the, the Niners, and what I've seen is that it, it's – if this if this is the direction that they're going, just like you with the Niners, if this if that's the direction they're going, then you have something to look forward to for the rest of the, the season in your seventeen games. Precisely. Uh, but yeah, if they're gonna screw the pooch at some point, which I'm sure they will, just like every promotion does, then you know have to make make sure you guys uh, regroup and re- recoup your losses, come back and and start over again. But this is what what they've what they've done, what they they're aiming for. Uh, I like I like seeing new guys. I like seeing. Uh, uh, people that they're going to bring up, and so this is where it's at. So if you're interested in seeing something, seeing where the newbies are going to come from, uh, over to Raw and SmackDown, this is this is it. I uh, I'm I'm happy with what they're doing. I want to see. Can anybody else hear that? I mean, you hear are, that? are they are, are they like building a, a treehouse over there? What's going on? A fucking, it's a leaf blower. It's the most inopportune of time. <laughs> It's gonna rain later. Don't you have? Don't yeah, really? There's that too. Don't you have like a, a big record sign outside your your window? Like, cut, tell me to cut no, the show. No, I should. You really? I need to start asserting my dominance on my block. Yeah, own the block. What's wrong with you? I do own the block. You want to know why I own the block? Hmm. 
the whole fucking block in Queens, New York. Mm. I'm the only American flag outside. I don't give a fuck. I own this block. I've been here for almost 30 fucking, well. <laughs> no, you haven't. My family's been here for <laughs> yeah. over 40 years. There you go. 40. Right, same house. I don't want to hear no shit. 40. 40 fucking years. You can't even put the flag out there on 9-11. Fuck all the people that live on my block. Agreed. Except the nice Ecuadorian approving flames <laughs> that lives across the street. Those people are always cool. They're friends. very nice. But everybody else can screw off. Everybody else can go fuck themselves. <laughs> everybody else can, uh, let's, can uh, suck the big one. Uh, what? What? Who? Uh, hey, what? That's not nice. Uh, let's talk really quickly. Uh, Anna? <laughs> Anna? <laughs> Even me? <laughs> NX, uh, NXT. AEW. It's all these letters. AEW. Dynamite. So we got to see... Parts of uh, Dark. Yes. Uh, not really. I mean, it was like like last two matches. We got Dynamite and we got Rampage. For those yes. that don't know, Rampage used to be live. Like the first two episodes were live and now it's all taped, which just makes sense. Um, I think they'll do a, a couple here or there. They might. I if, mean, they can, if they can book a venue for a Friday. Yeah, it's hard, especially if... Uh, Friday at 10 p.m., any arena is going to be hard. But see, but but you're you're selling tickets for a one hour show. That's that's why that's why it's not conducive to just have an arena just for one night. That's why. But Chicago Chicago is the exception because that was CM Punk. But you can't consistently have these. Like I'm not going to go to uh, uh, whatever other hall that they're going to go or since since now they're getting bigger arenas. What, what, the Elk Lodge in Queens. The Elk Lodge. Yeah, see that that I would do. <laughs> But I'm not going to go back to Prudential Center to buy tickets for Rampage if it's a one-hour show unless it was a huge name like CM Punk or it was like uh, Kenny Omega versus Brian Danielson for the title. Well, okay. Well, here here you go. I don't I, – I get why they're recording – like why they're taping it on Wednesday for us next week. It's also not financially sound for them either if they're going to rent out a whole uh, arena just for an hour show. Plus, well, that's plus the dark, thing. Plus I would dark say that if – they record. If, sorry to cut you off, but I would say if they, if they had – Prudential Center with the two-hour rampage. I would say then you would be able to sell for a Friday night show if that was possible. Right. You're not going to be able to sell Arthur Ashe Stadium for a Friday night show. I just don't think so. Like a live Friday night at 10 p.m.? If you had – if you well, they're, they're about to sit there for – Two hours after that, we are not going to leave Arthur Ashe Stadium until one. Right. If they had listen, fuck. If, if they had if they had the lineup that they're going to have just for a Friday night at Arthur Ashe, you you damn well would be there. Don't lie. The, the lineup that they have for Rampage that's coming up, you 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 buy a separate ticket just for that. Yeah. Okay. All right. So yeah, think about what you're saying. I would. <laughs> it's just difficult booking two places in in a row like that. Like that big with with how how new this company is. I get it. Now, granted, it's got steam behind it, but I, I don't know. I could be wrong. Um, I, I just don't want them to put dynamite at three hours and rampage at two. No, good that's God, what I don't it. want. I think they've 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 seen past uh, indiscretions here, and they know what. That's why they have two different YouTube shows so they can get everybody on. <laughs> um, let's talk about here. Uh, with dynamite, so kicking kicking the show off. First of all, with uh, cult of personality, and oh, just just amazing, and CM Punk just jumping into the crowd again, and then uh, running around and 
it's it's so different just seeing it live, like listening to it live and just hearing everybody go nuts for Cole's yeah. personality is just is is a sight to behold. Um, I'll tell you what, though, yeah, I think Adam Cole got a bigger pop. I think that he did. on Wednesday. I think he did. Right. I think he did. I think well because I think uh, you know we haven't seen Cole yet. Hell, I, honestly, Suzuki might have gotten a bigger pop. Than well, no, Punk. <laughs> that was crazy. <laughs> that was a crazy pop. I don't know if it was bigger than Punk's, but uh, Cole's was. Yeah, for sure. Cole's was. Cole's was definitely bigger than Punk's. Um, so yeah, so Punk did his thing, ran around the ring, came came up to commentary. Uh, then we had Adam Cole uh, facing uh, Frankie Frankie Kazarian, and uh, yeah, the pop that he had, man. Um, you know, you know, it's big when the face gets booed and the heel is sheared throughout the entire match. Uh, and that's what we had here. So Adam Cole getting the win, getting on the mic, talking about uh, the elite, um, dropping the mic, and uh, yeah, we we have we have the uh, debut of Adam Cole and him uh, <laughs> pointing up to this guy again. One for me, and uh, he's he's got one. <laughs> he's got a win, and that's that's all that counts. And and we have the, the official uh, the era of Adam Cole and AEW has begun. Uh, they had Lucha Bros talk about uh, their match with Butcher and the Blade, which is uh, you see on Rampage. Uh, going to happen on Rampage, on Chris. Rampage. Come on, we got to keep it down the middle. Going down, <laughs> going to happen on Rampage tonight that we didn't see at all. Uh, Tony Schiavone interviewing Fuego del Sol and Sammy Guevara. That the he got a new car, and he was basically putting up his pink slip for a title shot. You can see where that's going. Um, yeah, it's no, no spoil, the, no the beginning of Fast and Furious 10. Yeah, no spoilers, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what an awful, awful script. Um, my, I loved it. I loved it for that simple fact, is that he bet his pinks on he it. He bet his pink against the, the belt, and uh, you can assume just where that went. Um, no spoilers. MJF. <laughs> you know, this is why I love AEW, by the way, because he comes out, and he basically is his feud now with Brian Pillman Jr., uh, is ramping up here, and he goes. He comes out. He goes. Last week, you guys were so sympathetic for crying, Brian, but you should be sympathetic for me because right now I'm standing in the armpit of America, known as New Jersey. <laughs> and I stood up and started clapping. And t- until he said, uh, "Let's see here." As you people all know, I'm salt of the earth and I'm religious. Right now, I'd I'd ha- like to have a conversation with the late great Brian Pillman. Look, Mister Pillman. He looked up. He looked up. <laughs> Look, Mr. Pillman, I'm giving you fair warning. Uh, tell your son if he shows up in that awful place known as Queens that I'm going to massacre him. <laughs> and then that's when you you turned on him. But he died. He looked he looked up. He said, "Oh, who am I kidding?" And then he looked down. <laughs> and then that's when everybody started booing. And that's Mr. He, Pillman, sir. And he's like, "Who am I kidding? Who am I kidding?" Hey, Pillman. Hey, Pillman. <laughs> he looks down. <laughs> um, and then they, they that the cr- last part was great. The, cra- the crowd chanting. Uh, shut the fuck up! Yeah, <laughs> uh, very audibly, and it, it, in the arena, it was louder than they did on the the broadcast. Oh and, yeah, and I think that it, it, it the weird thing about being in the arena though is that, well, first of all, uh, you, it, it's a it's a give and take. I mean, then this is uh, for anybody who's a wrestling fan who's been to an event, you you know this. It's just obvious. I it's, just found this out. It's it's it's, it's a <laughs> it's a give and take where when you watch it on TV, you're obviously not live and getting all the the adrenaline of being in a live crowd but you get my the, legs were shaking that's how much adrenaline i had it was it was great being there but you don't get the commentary which lends itself to what you're watching and it's great which is why i i give kudos to excalibur and you know shivani and, and even jim ross for for adding that 
that extra to your, what you're watching. You don't get that, obviously, in the arena, but you get the, the pops. You get to be part of the pop in the arena. Uh, so when you're sitting there and you're all chanting, shut the fuck up to MJF, it's different in the arena because it sounds so loud. Like, oh, my God, they're hearing this on TV. So when you yeah. watch it on TV, you do hear it, but it's not as loud. And, and the weird thing also was that MJF, everybody on the microphones weren't as loud. You really couldn't. You could hear them, but it wasn't as. You know, it didn't overwhelm the the audio in the in the arena. But then on TV, it was just it, you hear it as clear as day. But you could yeah. you could hear the faints. You know, everybody chanting in the background, somewhat. So it's it's Even weird the how yes chants for Brian weren't. They were very muted. Yeah, very on muted. television. On, te- on television, right? And, and the, and I looked. I looked around when Brian came down. I looked around the place, and I was like, Holy "Everybody's, everybody's shit. doing it." And he's everybody was doing. It. He's uh, if you saw the, the the press conference also when after all out, he did say that uh, he would leave the yes chant in WWE. He said if if fans want to do it, excuse me, it's it's their right. They can do it. it it's great, but he will not be doing that in AEW. And you want to know why? What? Why? Because that AEW title weighs so much and he's like i used to have to do this twice with two titles yeah. i ain't doing that shit no more i'm getting old i won't do this yeah he's, he basically said that we're gonna leave that stuff over over there and they they that I mean, that's how that's how we know him we know him as he also guy. didn't know if he could use it you can't use yes like it's like but it's it's you i think he, vince vince has the the copyright on the word yes like not the word yes uh but the way that he does it oh jeez. Like that, it, it might be. I'm not saying that it is. I'm so, saying so Adam it, Cole it can't, might can't be point, an intellectual property. They, Adam Cole can't point his thumb to his face and say "boom." Like he's he's still doing all this stuff. It uh, calls a personality. Like I know that's that's not their song, but he, they pay rights to uh, Living Color. It's it. I, I don't know. It just seems weird. I, I feel like, uh, and I you know Jericho did the same thing too. As far as like when he came over, like the whole thing with, um, you know when when he had he didn't he did, they didn't call it the walls. No, he didn't. They call it the Lion Tamer. Right. Now they call it the Walls. That might have been trademarked. That's something that you can trademark. Hmm. Yes, is not something you can trademark, but it might be an IP, which is... Intellectual property. I, I, I don't know. I, I guess you're right. It just seems weird that of, of that whole thing. I just feel like when, when watching him talk on the press conference, like that was something that he just wanted to kind of leave over there and, and start something new over here. Mm-hmm. Um. And Brian, Brian Pillman, Brian Pillman is like the the uber cheesy uh, face when he comes in with the chair uh, to interrupt him and and uh, doesn't hit him. Like he's like, "Come on, let's go!" <laughs> Just like he doesn't attack him at all. Um, I'm really, I'm I'm hyped to see where this storyline plays out because of how how young they are in the business, the both of them. And and what they're going to be able to do in the future, mm. I think those two, if played correctly, are going to be a a, a huge part of NXT. Uh, I'm sorry, of AEW yeah, well, ten years from now. You know what I mean? Maybe. Unless Max eventually jumps ship, which I don't see that happen. I don't think so. He, I mean, he was already there. He had his chance in WWE. Um. Let's see here, uh, Alex Marvez talking to Christian Cage. I, I this whole promo was actually very funny because um, prior to Adam Cole was talking about uh, the three of these guys uh, being under his skin. So then Christian Cage and Jurassic Express had a uh, retort for him. Christian Cage goes, uh, <laughs> "Here's the thing, Adam. We accept your challenge. Since you're already used to losing Wednesday Night Wars, <laughs> let's add Friday to that." 
Shots fired. Oh, big time. Shots fired. Listen, I, I shot across the bow. I, uh, <laughs> this that shot and uh, the entire promo, which you will watch tonight on Rampage. No spoilers between uh, Britt Baker and uh, Ruby Soho. Ruby Soho. Good God, like that. It, it, get, get ready. If if you were listening to this before Ramp, Rampage tonight, Friday night, when we recorded, that was the promo of the night. For for both shows was those two ladies going at it on the mic, but we'll yep. we'll talk about that uh, I guess next week. Um, oh, and uh, I don't know if you I don't know if you know what it is, but you remember Adam Cole? I just remember this. Remember remember when he story time with Adam Cole, baby, mm-hmm. right at the end of his match. Mm-hmm. When he said his old spiel. He, he he squatted down. He got back up. When he squatted back down again and looked directly into the camera, he said, "Do you remember?" Good. The super click is back, baby. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right? Mm. Do you know what that's a reference to? The super click? Yes. I mean, if I had, if I had to assume, I'm. Uh, are, we, are we talking Shawn Michaels or are we talking... Uh... In a sense, yes. Okay, good. Okay. The super click was what the Young Bucks and Adam Cole called themselves on the indies way back when. Okay. Four or five fucking years ago. Gotcha. And I saw an article online saying that uh, AEW was trying to file a trademark for the term super click, spelt exact uh, S-U-P-E-R-K-L-I-Q. Oh, hello. <laughs> Good luck with that. Big shot. Good luck with that. Big shot. They got it. They had to. He used it on television. Yeah, but as far as like putting it out on, on merch? I, I think so. Oh, Good luck with that. Good luck with that. I think that's you're talking about IP. I think that's that's going to be a huge problem. Is it trademark though? The click, the click was never a a wrestling. It's w- faction, right? But it's WWE. It's it's a yeah. But it's not. Yeah. Uh, at the same time. It, well, yeah. It's I, not. I'm all between. We would have I'm never have known the the handful of the the thousands of people that were in attendance for that show would have known and nobody else had it not been for that one person with his who recorded flip phone <laughs> camera. Yeah, that's it. I guess you're right. I, as far as I know, I think that's where it's going. All right, well, they can do it. Then they can do it. And anytime he says "Bebe," I'm I pop. His music is is uh, fire too. It's great. Yeah, I never knew what it said before that. What is you say? know? It's all about the boom. I knew that part, but I'd never heard it go Adam Cole "Bebe" right after that. Yeah. I also just don't know why he does the boom lined up with the other boom. It's very the way uh, he did it with it, UE. Yes, yeah, time is off. Yeah, time is off. Anyway, I, I digress. Uh, Dante Martin's Matt Seidel versus FTR. Uh, FTR got the win on that one. Um, we had uh, Lance Archer and Suzuki backstage. I want to know how he does his hair. Suzuki Goon. Suzuki Goon. I want to know how they, he does his hair. Just like randomly, just like takes a buzzer and just goes over it in random spots. He just closes his eyes and goes <laughs> one, two, three, four. Hmm. And I'm looks done. like Jeff Hardy's lawn. <laughs> uh, what a reference! Uh, the one thing that made because I did watch it. We did. We weren't able to hear that at the arena, but I did watch that back in in the playback on on the TNT app when he goes. You know Moxley, once Suzuki Goon, always Suzuki Goon. And he puts on that hat. I got chills a little bit. I have no idea why. Hmm. Have you ever seen a match with them in uh, New Japan? No, absolutely not. No, okay, that was weird. But I have no idea why. See, I, I, I've never seen a Suzuki match either, but I know him. Hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
I know him too. First Lance Archer match I ever saw was that Texas Death match in in Japan against Moxley when right. Moxley won the title. Right. That's yeah. it. I, I know of Suzuki. Yeah, I, everybody popped hard. At, I guess they obviously know him better than I do. We but. just for next week we need to know what everybody sings along to. Is there he, he there's that one part mm. that everybody sings. We need to know that because if I go to another wrestling show and I don't know a part that other people are singing, I'm gonna be pissed. <laughs> Because I don't know, you definitely saw it. Steven was definitely not happy with me. Anytime somebody was singing, I, I stood out of my seat yes. and I belted that shit at the top of my lungs. Why was he not happy? So what? Cult of Personality, Adam Cole, Ruby Soho, <laughs> which you'll find on Friday, tonight. <laughs> Just tonight. Um, what else here? Uh, Malachi Black would ever, made his entrance. Everybody thought it was Cody Rhodes disguised as him. I was like, that's not him. It's, no, no, no. That's Malachi Black. Me and Steven thought it was Cody Rhodes. Everybody, no, I heard people back back behind us, too. We were like, that's Cody. It's got to be Cody. And then I'm looking on the truck. Like, his hands are all covered in tattoos. Like, dude, it, that's not. I couldn't. But we couldn't see that. I couldn't see Cody. that, at least. Okay. It was Malachi. He was in the ring. He said, uh, uh, members of the House of Black, please rise. And you and I. Stephen had no. Oh, I stood up. Stephen, Stephen had no part. I was like, he said, "Rise, all right." <laughs> so I, I stood I up. I stood up. For there's an enemy. We have an enemy in our midst, and he looks over, and there's Rosario Dawson randomly sitting in the front row. Um, Not randomly. It kind of makes sense, but go on. I mean, the whole. The, well, it does make sense, I guess. Uh, she's sitting there. He comes out. They have a stare down, and then all of a sudden, you see the spotlight near us. Yeah. One, one section below us, and Cody Rhodes is is running down uh, through the crowd. Um. Legitimately one section below us. Stood out of our seat. I yeah. was like, damn, this there's, like a hockey on Cody Rhodes. Right he now. was legit right there running down to to uh, to the ring. Malachi turns around <laughs> to, to face him, and Rosario jumps on his back and is riding him uh, like a like a monkey. Pause. <laughs> riding him hard. Um, pause. Pause. No pause. Phrasing? No, for a phrasing. There you go. Uh, <laughs> throws her off. She So she took a bump onto the floor. Um, and then the two of them go at it. Bump and, a Jace. It, well, I mean, she fell to the floor, so that's, that's she, yeah, for her. That's a bump. The for her, that's a bump. It's, it is a bump. It wasn't the ring. For it was, her, it's it was a, a floor. <laughs> it was on the floor. Um, they they go back up to, up the the stairs, and now they're right below us. They are yeah. legit right below us, and fans are <laughs> fans are giving Cody cups of water to bash, which I, I found funny. Like as that as if that's gonna hurt, but just the the visual of the water just splashing all over the place. Yeah. was very funny. Um, when Malachi turned to the to the one, uh, they were like right right below us, mm. and Cody had gotten beat a little bit, and he started walking up. Malachi turned to the guy next to him and just screamed in his face. Yeah. <laughs> that was great. I, I would have loved to have been that guy. Like, oh my god, he just yelled at me. Um, what else do we have here? Oh, Dan Lambert. Uh, I I few people I legit hate. I hate him. <laughs> just, I, I, listen, I think he's done his job because I I can't stand him. Uh, he had uh, quickly. I just remembered this. Um, but with the with the Rosario Dawson thing, hmm. Punk said on on the commentary, he said, <laughs> "Someone's got to get out there and help her. If I, I I will not be able to go home right, right, right. <laughs> if I don't help Rosario Dawson." <laughs> and then that's that was when, great. That's when Cody came out. And um, another Punk line from the Dan Lambert thing. Hmm. He's he called Dan La Dan Lambert if Bobby the Brain Heenan had a wardrobe <laughs> full of affliction. <laughs> You'd have Dan Lambert. Uh, he didn't make any mention, by the way, of the the crew that he had with uh, American Top Team. That uh, I mean, man, he had uh, Junior Junior Dos Santos. He had uh, Andre Orlovsky, uh, Paige Van Zant. Mm -hmm. I love her; she's so hot. Kayla Harrison. 
Uh, and then the men of the year. Uh, yes. And so. And Andre Arlovsky, did you say that? I did. Okay. I did. Representatives of the UFC, Bellator, PFL, bare knuckle fighting, all just over. to name it. Just few. all over the place. Uh, I love that the all when when Jericho came out and everybody, all the people in the ring are going, come on, dude. This is our shot to show you guys that what you guys do is not real from what we what do. We do. <laughs> there you go. Uh, by the way, when, when even he, Paige Van Zandt going, come on, come on. I, well, she was, was the way she was doing it was so cute, though. She was like, come on. This is like she. Oh, she beat she, the shit out of all of us together. Oh, absolutely. But she, I mean, as far as heel goes, it, uh, uh, Kayla Harrison was more heel than, than Paige. Paige Van Zandt was very cute. Oh, when she was doing the little yeah, crying yeah, thing. Yeah. It was. Just, it was. They, they were working. They were uh, incredible. Yeah. Uh, with Judas, by, and then Judas music hit, heart popped, popped hard. And then, when, oh my god, when everybody started singing, and then Dan Lambert cut everybody off, and everybody and then calling him an asshole. But then, as fans, we just picked right up where we were, and everybody sang oh. the rest of the song. It was great. It was just. It was great. See, that's you don't experience that when you're on, watching on TV, as when you're live, getting to see that something like that happen. It was a work of art. <laughs> That and what I wore my inner circle t shirt. You did honorary member of the inner circle myself, Mm -hmm. not you guys. How dare you? And uh, I told you guys in the car ride over there, I was like, in the hour and a half that we had to sit in traffic, Mm -hmm. I told you that if if I don't sing Judas tonight, I'm gonna be angry. And then the both of you were like, I mean, he's not advertised. I wouldn't, I thought he was, I, I I thought he was, I thought he was on tour, but then remembering. He's also the commentator. The commentator on Rampage. Yes, <laughs> so we were gonna get it. You got it twice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the whole the whole night was utterly incredible. Yeah, it was good. Um, <laughs> in his promos. I, I don't think I don't think I've ever heard a promo where you heard the the word shit more times. Uh, and then it was wait for the Daniel Bryan promo. Uh, <laughs> oh well, that, yeah. I, I guess yeah. I guess you're right. Um, <laughs> he goes so. What is your problem, Lambert? You can't scare us. Like our friend and honorary inner circle member, Iron Mike Tyson, once said, everybody's got a plan until they get punched in the face. Uh, Does it have the thing on the on the website about what he said about the beast? It doesn't. Oh, he, he said, which makes sense. Go ahead. He said, uh, I had a, oh, does it say it there? No? All it says here is, uh, I'm surprised to see you out here, uh, Lambert, I'm surprised to see you out here defend these fans. You'll do whatever you can to get these stu- these dipshits to spend their allowance on your stupid Fozzie albums. <laughs> <laughs> it, that, that what Jericho said was, "I've I've fought, I fought guys in 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 your world, right, or or something like that." He's like, "I once had a a a a, reg- a, a fight with a with a beast or something like that." Then he goes. One time, I had a shoot fight with with an with an MMA bill backstage or some shit like that. It was hilarious. Yeah, oh, yeah. just calling out Goldberg, <laughs> Goldberg. And, and Brock Lesnar right off the bat. <laughs> this is awesome. Uh, so they set up that match for next week. Um, let's see what else here. We had Jay Cargill taking on Layla Hirsch, hometown girl. Apparently, I was like, isn't she from Russia? But yeah, she she lives in the area. Uh, Huge pop when they said Jersey. I yeah. mean, it's it's a cheap pop but yeah it was it was pretty cool pop nonetheless uh so jade went, took that one and then taz and hook come come out to confront cm punk at the announcer table and powerhouse hobbs destroys him yep from behind destroys him th- throws him through the table uh my favorite part of that whole interaction uh was that um 
during the commercial break, they had a whole new table on the on the floor that they just brought up to the the ramp. Yeah, a whole new table. <laughs> like they just knew it was going to happen. Uh, like it was scripted or something, and they just put set it up. And mm, I don't uh, know what you're talking about. I don't know what you're talking about either. Uh, Darby Allen taking on Sean Spears. Oh, uh, I just realized. Do you? Uh, Punk is only the second person to be put through the commentators table. Do you know who the first was? I don't remember. Darby. Technically, technically Matt Hardy, but Darby also. Matt Hardy was laying on the table. Dar- Darby did the coffin drop from the scaffolding down the little light post. I, I could have sworn that didn't uh, uh, didn't Warlow put him? I thought he put somebody through a table once. Maybe I don't right. know if that was right. the commentary table. No, yeah, that's what I'm talking about the commentary. Oh, okay. Uh, when, I don't know. When, when as far as I know, it was just Darby Allen's the only person who has put technically put someone through a table okay. or the commentary table. Uh, let's see, Darby uh, got the win, but then uh, Sting, Sting and uh, and uh, Darby got their ass kicked by FTR. Uh, thoroughly got kicked. Uh, they, they, under the ring, FTR. Uh, under the ring, FTR, and. Uh, they gave they gave Sting an old school pile driver. Oh yeah, those, those things like uh, those, those scare a me. A spike pile driver, spike pile driver. Those scare me. <laughs> just like in real life, scare me. Like I'm just afraid. I always think of a so cold every time I see those those moves. Oh my god, stop! Knock on wood, dude. We don't need that. Um, I showed my grand because I, obviously I told my my family that I was going to the show, mm. so I took a picture of when when it's a really good action shot that I got with my phone. Of FTR sprinting towards Sting and Tully when Sting was choking Tully going towards the corner. Yeah. So I showed my grandfather. He was like, "Oh, Joe, how was the show?" I was like, "Oh, it was, it was amazing." And then I was trying to get something to relate to him. He's eighty-four years old. Mm. Going to be eighty-four in in a week, in ten days actually. So I showed him. I was like, "Well, look at this." It's like you see that guy right there that's choking the other guy. That guy's sixty-two years old. He's like, "Really?" Mm. Like, yeah, you see the other guy that's getting choked? He's like 74. He's like, really? And they wrestle? I was like, yeah, kind of. Yeah, ish. <laughs> ish, a little bit. Wrestling ish. Not really. Yeah. Once or twice. <laughs> He's like, wow, that's amazing. <laughs> like, it is. Like, it really is. I'm so impressed by that. Um, yeah, and then we had uh, Ken, uh, Daniel Bryan. Uh-huh. Brian Danielson. See, it's going to take so it's long. It's going to take a while, man. It's going to take a while. Um, and that's what everybody. Not like Sean Spears. We were just able to be. Yeah. No. Who the fuck is Ty Dillinger? Yeah, I don't no, remember. Nothing. That nothing. Guy. Yeah. No. Brian Danielson. I, I was up there like every every time I say Dan. Nope. Reverse it. I just say Brian. And Brian. I guess that's it. Yeah. <laughs> just that's Brian. It. Brian. You know who I'm talking about. Um. So we had uh, he had him come out, and then Don Callis interrupting him. Uh, what a sanctimonious son of a bitch you are. Uh. What a difficult decision this must have been for you to join AEW. This company was built on the back of Kenny Omega, and it was because you wanted to help the industry. And people call me a, a carny SOB. Piece of shit. No, you said SOB. You sure? Yeah. Carney SOB. And then that's when uh, uh, Brian said, uh, shut up, Don. Yeah, that's, I, that's what I have here. Oh, no. Okay. It for he sure Don Callis said, and 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 people call me the carny piece of shit. That's when Brian went back and said, "Yeah, Don, you are a carny piece of shit." And right there, that was infinitely times as many more times as I've heard Daniel Brian, Brian Danielson, hmm. curse in my whole life. Uh, 
you watch that watch the promo or the uh, the press conference. I'm telling you, he just he curses like the the entire time, dropping f bombs in front of kids too. Uh, so we had that. We have the match next week, uh, a non-title match, and then the main event with uh, 2.0 taking on Eddie Kingston and John Moxley, and the 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 wild thing just being screamed at the top of everybody's lungs. Uh, we Mine had, especially. We had uh, we had the win from uh, Eddie and John, and then Suzuki's music hit. And uh, apparently, great song. Apparently, uh, he was. I, I didn't know this last week. He was humili- humiliated last week, as Jim Ross put it. Humiliated last week when his when all of his music didn't play. He yes, felt, he felt refer to it as the Suzuki incident. The Suzuki incident. He felt completely disrespected last week in Cincinnati. Uh, let let that be known. They're building this incredibly well. Yeah. The 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 storyline that they're telling with this makes you invested for this tag match next week. Hmm. And I'm really going to have to do my homework on what exactly you say for <laughs> Suzuki song. The music. Yeah. Suzuki Goon, Ichiban. <laughs> that's, that's, that's what they said. That's what they said. That's what Lance Archer said. Yeah. There we go. Kaza. Kaza. Kai not a rain, something like that. It's uh, I'm close. I know I'm close. I'm pretty sure it's the name of the song. Lyrics. And that's just what they say. It's something rain. And if it's not, it's something in Japanese that sounds close to rain. <laughs> I don't know. That is horrible. Everybody had screamed it at the top of their lungs, though. <laughs> it was wild. It was wild. It was it was an ama- just an amazing show. And um Shout out to you, shout out to, to Steven, and, and looking forward to uh, next week for uh, part two, which is, uh, I feel like this was like the uh, the appetizer to like the main course that we're going to get this week. Uh, oh, if, I cannot wait. I, I don't have it with me in front of me right now, but I, if we can just go off the top of our head as far as like matches that we know of, uh, uh, then we have CM Punk's debut, uh, Dynamite debut. That, nope. I'm sorry. Mm, nope. Yes. Yes. Nope. Rampage. It's his, because we're going to hear, uh, next week at Dynamite, we're going to hear from CM Punk 48 hours before his first TV match in over seven years. Rampage. Yes. Okay. So we have, we have that. Also on Rampage, we have Adam Cole and Young Bucks uh, taking on uh, uh, Jurassic Express and Christian Cage. Um, we have uh, Omega uh, taking on uh, Brian <laughs> uh, uh, for non-title match. Again, mm, I'm trying to look at everything really quick. Okay. Um, this is all of the everything announced for AEW Dynamite Grand Slam at Arthur Ashe Stadium. Okay. The Men of the Year versus this is on I'm sorry, this is Rampage still. The Men of the Year versus Chris Jericho and Jake Hager. Mm. That's Rampage. The Super Click versus and on comicbook.com. Now I don't know how much you want to trust that source. <laughs> uh. On comicbook.com, they have it as the super click. K-L-I-Q. Okay. Versus Christian Cage and Jurassic Express. That's on Rampage. Uh, CM Punk versus Powerhouse Hobbs. Also on Rampage. Dynamite. John Moxley and Eddie Kingston versus Minoru Suzuki and Lance Archer. Oh, I have it here. Um, for- Kaze Ninare. K-A-Z-E-N-I-N-A-R-E. I don't know what that means, but that's what AEW tweeted out. A couple days ago. So I have Cody Rhodes versus Malachi Black. Mm-hmm. CM Punk's interview. MJF versus Brian Pillman Jr. 
Eddie Kingston yes. and John Moxley versus Lance Archer and Suzuki. Uh-huh. Britt Baker versus uh, Ruby Soho for the title. For the title, yes. FTR versus Darby Allen and Sting. Yes. And then Kenny Omega versus uh, Brian Danielson. That's on Dynamite. And then Rampage had uh, what we said before. Cole and Bucks yes. versus uh, Jurassic and Cage. Powerhouse Hobbs versus CM Punk. And Men of the Year versus Jericho and Hager. Yeah. That, Man, that shit. punk match versus Hobbs is going to be elite. Like Steven said it, it's going to be at least 25 minutes. Right. Well, punk, yeah, they both With, work, work. with entrance. Mm, maybe know. with entrances. They both work very slow, which is fine. They do, which is justified. And also, I'm thinking about it. Mm. I don't think Powerhouse Hobbs is going to have an entrance. I think they're going to have In Living Color play. Like, Punk's music's going to play, and on his way down to the ring, he's going to get attacked. Oh, really? Okay. Before the bell. Right. Type, before the bell type shit. You, you've heard it here first. Um, yep, you heard it here first. And you'll hear it again next week when we when I say I'm right and I don't mention anything nah. as to why I'm right. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. I, I feel like um, we will be recording from there. Uh, bring the stuff. We could. Uh, when we Maybe will. we'll do a vlog style of podcast. What do you think about that? Oh, I like that. Where we just record at the tailgate or something like that. If you are in the area, please, and, and you know me well. Like I'm talking about like Facebook. Well, hit me up, or even if on Twitter, hit me whatever. Hit me up. Hit us up on Twitter on Sons of Slam Show. Uh, we will be tailgating, and burgers and hot dogs will be will be flowing. I can't wait to grill again. <laughs> it's gonna feel me so too. good, so so good, and uh, and drinks. Will and be I might not too. drive, so I might start drinking. Enjoy that as well, um, ladies and gentlemen. We are Sons of Slam again. Hit us up on Twitter, Sons of Slam Show. Let us know what you thought about all the new the newness of this week again with the NXT and Big E. Uh, winning the title, all that newness. Um, and then Dynamite Grand Slam happening uh, next week. Again, if you will be there, hit us up and let us know, and we will meet up. Uh, guys, thank you so very much for listening, uh, as always. Uh, very much appreciate it. It's not going unnoticed, and so we thank you. Uh, Chris Mindell, Mr. Joe Black, sir. Peace out, guys. We'll see you next week. The Sons of Slam Podcast. 